Hello, everyone, and welcome to Talk the Walk with the Boss Rush Network. I'm your host today, Celeste Roberts. Eddie B is out exploring and getting into his feelings, I guess. It's also a busy time with the holidays and his work schedule, so I hope you don't mind that I'll be leading the way this episode, but I am joined by our favorite Life is Strange player, Shane Kelly. How are you, Shane? Hello, and I'm doing well. I am excited for this episode, so I can't wait to discuss it. Yes, thank you for joining us. You've been with us on all the other Life is Strange episodes, and this is the I get last one until um, they decide to release another one. This is Life is Strange True Colors, which came mm-hmm. out last year in 2021, or depending on when this recording is out, it could be almost two years ago. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, thank you so much for being on this journey with us. We've had a really good time talking about this series. Um, this Talk the Walk podcast series is the reason I started playing Life is Strange. And I, you've well, spoken. Good. Yeah, you've spoken so highly about this series. Yeah, it's just a feel good. Well, for the most part, a feel good you know, experience. Um, there are some tragedies in this series, but uh, for the most part, it makes you feel pretty good when you play so I agree so if this is your first time listening hello welcome talk the walk is a production of the boss rush network of podcast we discuss walking simulators and cozy games and some not so cozy games as well but rather than platformers we discuss games that are very story heavy and like visual novels and things we've covered games like gone home coffee talk soma which is definitely not a a cozy game nope (laughs) So this is where we have like a book club type discussion. So please be aware. Yes, exactly. So please be aware that there will be spoilers if you have not played Life is Strange True Colors. I'm hoping that you come back and listen to this episode after you play it and share your thoughts with us. All right. So I like to start off the episode by relaying some trigger warnings. And Shane, if there are any I'm forgetting, please feel free to chime in. So this game does deal with death, drugs, drinking, childhood trauma, some mild violence. Um, Anything else that you can think of? Well, I I think uh, gun use would Mm -hmm. be another one in here. So yeah, there, there is a little bit of gun usage it's not especially gory but um depending on maybe some of your life experiences this game could resonate with you and be a little heavy but all right so we like to start these episodes with little discussion points based on what happens in the games so shane do you think you're pretty good at reading people does it come easily to you i would like to think so um i I can usually tell when something's wrong and um pretty much my family, uh, friends. Um, But sometimes uh, people are good at hiding things um, and they put a mask on and you you just don't know um, what what's going on with them. Um, Even if you ask how their day is and uh, they tend not to tell you the truth or just don't want to talk about what what they're dealing with. So um, Mm -hmm. but usually you can tell uh, there are some signs and uh, I can I can usually uh, interpret it fairly well. So how about you? Um, I've gotten better as I've gotten older. I I don't know if this falls in the same line, but I, I like to see things from all points of view so I can try to understand where people are coming from, even if I 
disagree with them, like, oh, well, maybe they have sure. this opinion because of something they learned growing up, or maybe this is what it's like in their culture, or I, I've worked in retail before when I was in college, when I was uh, younger, and something that I had to think about was if a customer happened to snap at you, no, it's not excusable. You should not act like that. You should be a bigger person, no matter what's going on in your life. It's not that person's fault. Don't take it out on them. But I had to sometimes remind myself, oh, this person's acting this way, not necessarily because of me and I shouldn't take it personally. Maybe there's something else going on in their life and something at this store triggered a reaction from them. Sure. Yes. Yes, I also worked retail for nine years for three different companies. So, uh, and I, you, you can definitely see for, for myself, I was able to progress fairly well through those situations uh, as time went on because it happens occasionally, but you get better at, um, I guess, uh, dealing with different situations and how to diffuse them. Uh, and I've diffused the, I, I, I would say, a fair amount uh, in the retail sector. You know, with just, you know, people can have a bad day. People may, might even attack you personally, but mm -hmm. uh, you you just you just have to read them and and you just get better with more experience with people. It's a sad thing to say that, that you have to you have to um, have these experiences to get better at um, reading them. But, mm -hmm. you know, it's just part of life. So. Yeah, and it, it can be hard, especially if you personally are having a bad day or there or there are situations in your own life going on that feel heavy and then somebody comes in and is rotten to you. It, it's hard. It's it's hard. And it's it's very draining, as we will see in Life is right. Strange True Colors. It's very draining to have to deal with people and monitor their emotions and monitor your own emotions. Mm -hmm. So if you have been following along. Um, Life is Strange is made by Don't Not Entertainment, but there are some games in the series, including Before the Storm and this one, True Colors, that were developed by Deck Nine. So according to the Wikipedia for Life is Strange, True Colors is a graphic adventure video game developed by Deck Nine and published by Square Enix's European subsidiary. It was released on September 10th, 2021 for PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Windows, Xbox One, Xbox Series X slash S, and Stadia, and it was released for the Nintendo Switch on December 7th, 2021. So what did you play this on, Shane? I play, I specifically waited to get it for my PS5. So, oh, okay. Um, I got some really good, you know, pictures from it. Um, I did write a, a game review on it on Bosch Rush Network um, that I did incorporate most of those um, pictures that I had taken myself. And the game is gorgeous. So especially on a you know high-end PC, PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X. Um, what did you play it on? I played it on Game Pass on Xbox. I, I don't know if it's a Series X or S. I get them confused. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's, it's the one... Where you can play digital and physical. I think it's an X. Then that is the X. The okay. S is digital only. So okay. it's really tiny. So Yes. Thank, thank you. I, I get them confused. I've heard, like, people have had to tell me multiple times. It just is not sticking with me for some reason. But I really enjoyed on Game Pass. Now, 
what the un- I guess I don't know if unfortunate that might be an exaggeration. There is a DLC game called Wavelengths that you can get if you pay for the deluxe edition, or you might be able to buy it separately. Now, with Game Pass, it did not include Wavelengths, but Shane told me that he played it. Yes. Um, it's, it's you know, maybe one or two hours worth of um, content, uh, but it basically describes um, one of the characters, um, Steph, um, before the True Colors game. And Steph Gingrich, her name is, uh, is also a character in... Uh, Life Strange Before the Storm. So you get to learn uh, kind of the the aftermath um, of the first game, where she ends up, and uh, how she ends up meeting Alex, the main character of Life is Strange True Colors. Okay. And so we, we did discuss Before the Storm on a previous episode. So since I didn't play Wavelengths, I don't mind if you want to give a little synopsis of what happened to Steph. So um, Steph in, in Life is Strange Before the Storm um, was friends with Chloe uh, and she kind of felt left out when Chloe started hanging out with Rachel Amber, the other, um, I, want, I want to say more main character in that mm-hmm. game. Um, and so she started to do um, more of the like Dungeons and Dragons types games uh, with her friend Mikey and they did campaigns together. Um, so the, after the events of the first Life is Strange, um, after school, she moved on, uh, was in a band uh, with her, um, I think, one or two of her friends. And she eventually wanted, I guess she, Steph doesn't stick with things um, for a long time. She always feels like she ruins relationships and uh, the people around her. So she moved to... Um, Haven, um, was it Haven Springs mm-hmm. um, in this new game? Uh, and she decides she wants to start um, being a radio DJ at this, um, I think it's called Mountain Records, right? Uh, uh, I got it right here. Uh, Rocky Mountain Record Traders. Yep. So she starts a radio or applies for a job to be the radio uh, host. And basically she gets to learn for herself, uh, kind of fake it till you make it type situation where she learns how she wants to um, basically run the radio station, what kind of you know features she wants for the radio station, how she wants to decorate the, the record store that she's, she works in um, over the course of a year. Um, and uh, I, one of the, I think one of the cool features, I think I wrote it down. Yeah, she uses a, a D20 dice um, as a um, almost like a uh, like you roll for people's futures, basically. So someone calls in and says, hey, uh, what should I do in this situation? Or should I do this or should I do that? And she'll roll the D20 dice depending on the, you know, what the number is. She'll swing one way or the other to kind of tell you what you should be doing. Um, wow. and she, she lets everyone know this, you know, this is not, uh, none of this is, uh, you know, set in stone. This is just a prediction. Um, but yeah, she does this with her all, pretty much all the, the people that call in and, uh, it's a, a nice seg- segment for her in there. Um, she also, uh, ends up playing, um, D and D with Mikey again, 
um, over the computer and brings back some of the, the characters that they used. Um, and so like um, we have uh, Mikey and her are discussing Arcadia Bay and, and the things that happened. Mikey's brother Drew died. And uh, we have, um, depending on what you, the outcome of Arcadia Bay is, Chloe's alive or Chloe's not. And um, I believe in this version, Chloe is alive. But they're they're reminiscing about you know Arcadia Bay and why they feel so sad. And she Steph tells Mikey why why do you want you know why do you want to um, contact me? I ghosted you. This is what my my whole thing is. I ghost people. I I don't want them you know uh, being ruined by my life. And and Mikey basically tells her well he needs Steph in her life um because he doesn't feel like his true self without her so it kind of mends that bond and and through dnd through arcadia bay and kind of just discusses that whole situation um and then throughout the throughout the store itself you see all sorts of easter eggs um firewatch uh like poster uh you see different um bands that have been in the previous ones um I'm trying to think what else they had. Uh, um, they ha- uh, in in behind her in the room, uh, she has I believe it's a it's a the bear from um, uh, was it the Awesome Adventures of Captain Spirit, mm-hmm. and then um, she has uh, I think there's uh, the oh the D and D statues behind her there's i think there's the minotaur um that they fought in the first one um but there's just like throughout throughout the whole dlc uh and, and through the whole uh true colors game there are a ton of like really cool just easter eggs so it sounds really cool um i guess i should probably buy it maybe i'll wait till it goes on sale because it was about 15 dollars when i was looking at it yesterday and i was like ugh, just like an hour or two of gameplay i don't know oh i i can think of a few uh they have max's guitar in there okay um they have butterflies they have um uh they have a life of strange comic book in there uh they have a record called rewind so i don't know there's just just a ton of really cool um like just bonuses that anybody who's played the other ones would be like this this is neat because it just solidifies that they're all in the same world. So mm-hmm. this is a yeah this is a great series for connecting and um, all the characters and the events of the game, the different games I should say. So thank you for sharing that summary of wavelengths. And yeah. so Steph plays an important role as a side character in True Colors. And as Shane mentioned, the plot of True Colors focuses on Alex Chin. She's a young woman who can experience the emotions of others as she tries to solve the mystery behind a tragedy that happened in her life. So she's an extreme empath. And the game doesn't come right out and and say that. At first, I was trying to figure out, okay, what is her power? Because in the other games, like uh, Max can rewind time. And then we have a Daniel in Life is Strange 2. He can do, he can perform telekinesis. He can manipulate objects with his mind. So 
I was like, okay, what, what are they going to do with this one? Is she going to be invisible? What's going to happen? I'm really curious. <laughs> so this game takes place in the fictional setting of Haven Springs, Colorado, which is actually based off the real Idaho Springs, Colorado. And Haven Springs is described as a small mining town filled with beauty and mystery. And as Shane said, he does have a review on bossrush.net with this of uh, Life is Strange Two Colors of this game. Correct. And some of the locations include the Rocky Mountain Record Traders, the Silver Dragon, which is a dispensary. They have lathe flowers, a flower shop. They have the Black Lantern, which is a pub and a restaurant. And above it is where Alex and her brother Gabe lived. And Typhon Mining Company is a big corporation that has a main office in Denver. So yeah. it's it's a small location and I'm looking at Shane's article right now. I love this picture of Alex on the bridge overlooking the mountains and this lake. It's it's beautiful. This yes. game to me is the prettiest one in the series. So I was going to say like right off the bat, you well I want to say you you start talking to your uh your doctor at the beginning mm -hmm. and it's kind of giving you an evaluation of um alex because alex mm -hmm. is uh in the foster care system or yeah is it foster care right yes um so uh she has to um be evaluated and she's going to go visit her brother who lives in haven springs so uh, they kind of determine you know is she ready for this um and when you take take the trip you, you end up taking a bus and the bus drops you off at Haven Springs, and I, I don't know if you noticed, but the the bus um, is the same company that uh, took Daniel and Sean um, oh, on their ride uh, when they dropped it off. Egg. I think I think it's it's the it's either Very Bus America or Every Bus America. Ooh. I can't remember. So, um, but I thought it was cool because um, Life is Strange is known for for their music and for like trying to be tranquil at certain points in mm -hmm. the game and i find that you you get off the bus you had this long trip um not not to the player but to the to alex herself had this trip um and she gets off the the bus and she gets to this bridge and she gets to just enjoy the scenery the music it's almost like, and I, I wrote this in my article, it's like an, uh, you're an outsider and now you're being initiated into this small town culture culture, and um, just you you feel more peaceful. Mm -hmm. Again, this uh, almost is like before the storm. <laughs> so yes. You, yes. You, you're peaceful. You're now something. What, what's going to happen? What's going to uh, uh, mess with that peacefulness? What's going to stir the pot? So Exactly. And so um, they don't come out and say Alex's age. Um, I would guess between 18 and 21. She's pretty young. I think it, she's in her 20s. Uh, okay. If I remember right. Because she does drink alcohol and she's offered alcohol. And I don't know if it's just an incredibly lenient city. But I was like, okay, well, she <laughs> must be 21 at least to be well, able to. Well, you are in Colorado. so. Yes. Yeah. Maybe it's very <laughs> lenient over there with many, many things. But so we were talking about her emotions she can sense other people's emotions <clears throat> because they are surrounded by these colorful auras and she can also be quote unquote infected by their emotions. So if someone is feeling extremely distressed, she can hold out her hand and absorb 
those negative emotions or even happy emotions. Correct. Chooses. Um, and there, there are a few colors that are noted in there. Blue is um, for, for sad, of course. Mm-hmm. Purple is for fear. Red is for anger. And then they have a pure gold for like joy. So mm-hmm. that's interesting. Do you, do you think you would like this ability, Shane? Um, I think if, if I had that ability, um, it, it could do some good. Uh, I don't know. It depends. Like if you separate, so Alex's, Alex's power, not only do you see those colors, but you experience the colors. So I think if I wasn't to experience it, um, mm. I think I might mm. enjoy it slightly more because, okay, that guy's angry. I'm avoiding that person. This guy looks happy. I'm going to go talk to this guy. Mm-hmm. This person's sad. Let me go find out why. How can I help them? You know, you know, why is this why is this kid um, scared of something? Let me go help this kid. Yes, so. that's a great point. So I think that um, thank you. Uh, my boyfriend just dropped off some uh, cookies to me. <laughs> so as you can tell see, him my... to drive up by me and give me. Some <laughs> so my my aura will be golden right now. <laughs> I'm very happy, but yeah, you can, the main characters you interact with, um, this ability is especially important, but there are some characters, side characters, like, um, I don't want to just call them NPCs because everyone else is an NPC, but these not as important characters, you can read some of them. Like one guy, his car is messed up or something and he has red surrounding him and Alex I don't think she even interacts with him. She just reads his mind and his emotions. Mm-hmm. But I th- I love that. I love it's a little it's a little bit like voyeurism, but not quite as bad. Sure. I mean, someone maybe a lesser person would be using this for some pretty horrible things. But there are some good things Alex can do. Like she can get a couple who is uncertain if the other one likes them or not. She can get them to pair up and say that they're a cute couple and give them and help them have some more confidence in their decisions and in their yep. feelings. Um, but Push yeah. Them along. yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it's like Shane said, you can use this for good or uh, I don't think there's ever an opportunity for Alex to be evil in this game. Really? No, I don't, I don't think so. Um, there are some more negative storylines you could take, but I don't think it's imperative or, like for evil or of any kind, I, I want to say so. Yeah, that's a yeah. It's I don't think in any of the Life is Strange games you become like this supervillain. But so we are going to go to Haven Springs and get started with the the story. Thank you for talking with us about Dr. Lynn Shane and how she's trying to prepare Alex for her new life outside of the foster care system. So. Alex heads to Haven Springs and she's on this bridge. And it, again, this, this town is absolutely gorgeous. It's springtime. There are mountains, there's a lake, the houses are adorable. So mm-hmm. her, her older brother, Gabe, whom she's been separated from due to the foster care system, he is waiting for her on the bridge. And this is small, but you can decide how you want your relationship to be with different characters in the game. You can make it casual. You can make it very friendly. So you have the option to hug your brother or to shake his hand. I hugged him. What did you do, Shane? I also hugged him. Yeah. 
I, I was like, oh, it seems like the appropriate thing to do. And he's, sure. he's really excited to see her. And he he's just babbling like a kid telling his mom <laughs> about his first day of school. It's absolutely adorable. I've always wanted an older brother. I'm the oldest in my family, so it's impossible. Same. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you know, you know. So he takes her to the Black Lantern, and he lives in the apartment above it, but he's telling Alex, hey, my girlfriend Charlotte and I are pretty much spending all of our time together, so this apartment is yours. It's an awesome apartment. What did you oh, think yeah. about it, Shane? I, I loved it, uh, and especially with uh, they have a, it has a rooftop garden. So um, in, in this game, you have uh, different places you can go to just sit down and listen to whatever music's going on and then just enjoy the scenes and that's where i got most of my my great pictures from um from the game and incorporated in the review um but the the apartment is i think is really nice uh you know i would i would have loved that apartment uh to be my first apartment back back in college so it's beautiful yeah it overlooks the lake you know it looks it's so cool see all the mountains yeah and it has some arcade cabinets in it oh yeah that's oh yeah <laughs> yes so that's yeah and foosball yeah and foosball yes yeah. it's it's really nice it's it's an awesome apartment it's above the black lantern where gabe works and above that is this uh, like a balcony patio area with plants and chairs and tables where you can hang out it's just really nice like I'm someone who likes to look at all the details in a game. So if you're someone who likes to do that, take the time to look at all the posters, look at all the little tchotchkes lying around oh, yeah. the apartment and the Black Lantern. Especially if you've played the other ones. Like I said, so many Easter eggs are just abundant in this game. It It's really cool to connect them all. And try even if you you think you saw, saw it, you probably have, then maybe you can go and um, try to... Uh, pinpoint which game that came from or what it meant in that game you know mm -hmm. so it, it's kind of cool it's kind of like uh solving a puzzle um you know just having more of the lure uh exposed to you so exactly like hot dog man makes an appearance yes. in this game <laughs> for example um yep i had a picture of that in my review too at the party <laughs> i so. appreciated that that was that was a nice little <laughs> easter egg so Gabe's taking her around town. He's introducing her to all of the people he knows. And one of the first stops is Lathe Flowers, the flower shop where the owner, Eleanor, works with her granddaughter, Riley. And like the other Life is Strange games, you can make decisions. For example, with Riley, she's worried about applying to college. She'd like to work in computers. And she's asking Alex, should I fib on my resume or should I be super honest? And so th these are just examples. There are so many choices. There are major choices. There are minor choices. And they can mm -hmm. affect the gameplay and the outcomes and how people treat you throughout yep. the game. But it's it's really nice to see that Gabe is very sensitive as well because he and his girlfriend had a fight and he wants to buy her some flowers. So Alex gets to help him with that. And then you follow him to the Silver Dragon, which is owned by his girlfriend, Charlotte. It's a dispensary again. And she has a son from a previous relationship. His name is Ethan. And yes. you, you can have a really good relationship with Ethan if you express interest in the comics that he's working on. He's a very cute little kid. He's very 
animated. It sounds like he's into LARPing. He's into fantasy. What did you think about Ethan? Uh, he's just like, uh, I, I want to say most of my friends and, you know, just, uh, a creative mind. Um, and it's, and it's kind of nice to, to connect that way. It's, um, you know, with me having uh, nieces and nephews as they get older, even my own my own kid, I, you know, that's something I would like to bond with. And I feel like Alex bonded with him uh, on creativity and his comics mm -hmm. and um, just them talking about LARPing just was uh, refreshing. Yeah, I I've actually never LARPed before. Have Have you LARPed before, Shane? Nope, uh, I don't think I ever will, but, you know, it's, <laughs> I, it, it just was interesting to see. And I like, again, with the Life of Strange series, they bring so many different entertainment and different artistic mediums to these games. Uh, this is just another layer on top of uh, the cake. So Exactly. And so something that's pretty significant, it's a little bit of foreshadowing. Ethan expresses an interest in exploring the mines up the mountains and I chose as Alex. Um, I don't think it makes a difference because he makes a decision later, regardless of what you yeah. tell him. I discouraged him or no, I, I chose to tell Gabe about it so that he would tell Charlotte because it's very dangerous. They're planning an explode. I don't know if an explosion is the right term. They're planning some kind of blast. And you don't want anybody hanging around there if that happens. Now, we don't really have mines where I live. Do you have mines, Shane? Not really, no. Mm -hmm. uh, here in Wisconsin, just lots of cranberry bogs and orchards and Lake Michigan and <laughs> forests. <so. laughs> mines um, are fascinating to me. Um, I don't know if I'd ever go into one. I've just heard of too many horror stories and um, I am thankful there are people who want to work in them and help power the country, but oof, it sounds really scary. Yeah. So, so you can continue exploring Haven Springs and as Shane mentioned, you can go to Rocky Mountain Record Traders, you meet Steph, and then you can also meet Ryan Lucan, I believe is yeah. how you pronounce his last Correct. name. Mm-hmm. He's a park ranger, and he also works part-time at the store. And what's interesting is that later on, you can decide if you want to pursue a relationship with either Steph or Ryan. And Ryan's mm -hmm. father, Jed, is actually the owner of the Black Lantern, the pub where Gabe works and the owner of the apartment where Alex lives. So mm -hmm. about these games, which I'm assuming if you're listening to this, you've played it. it I love the connections with all the people. Yes. Uh, everybody's in, intertwined and they all know one another's past. They all know one another's history. It's like a big family, especially in this small town. So I really, I like the record store. I, I don't collect old records. I mean, I, I enjoy music. Are, are you a big vinyl collector, Shane? I'm not. I do own a uh, Pac-Man fever on record. So you do. Yes. I got it for 99 cents at a, uh, some, uh, like, indoor uh shed i don't even know what garage, to describe it. garage thing up way up north yeah what? so i got that and then I, I think my wife got some lithographs of, of disney uh, pictures like pocahontas and uh aristocats it was it was good finds so i only own two records that one and i have uh one i won on twitter uh which is a game uh no 
no straight roads, and it came with drumsticks and a record. Oh, that's so, cool. Yeah. Yeah, but, if, if you're if you're someone who collects records, you're gonna like this record store. It's really cool. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. There's just again a lot of Easter eggs in that store that you just have to go and look uh, through the the posters, the records, the guitars, every, everything. The side room has some pretty cool stuff. So just search around and you'll you'll find some pretty interesting. Um, I want to say just Easter eggs. So. I yeah. So there are some little things you can do. You can help stuff around the store. You can talk to Ryan and you can kind of tell him what your relationship with your brother is like. And, and I, I was going to say uh, the reason why Alex is there is she's trying to get a present for uh, her brother, Gabe. Mm-hmm. So she ha- um, she sees that uh, something's on hold for him and. Uh, that's what she ends up buying him. So I can't remember what it was. It was some kind of record. Yes. Um, I don't remember the name of it. But yeah, you can snoop around the store and see what's on hold for him. So this game is a lot about paying attention and reading and trying to remember different things. But if and... you're Ed, uh, you wouldn't do that. You wouldn't violate other people <laughs> in the game. If you remember from our first, first Life is Strange. He's not even here to defend himself. It's all good. <laughs> Ed, Ed came to visit me last week. So oh, that was pretty fun. So. That is awesome. Uh, yeah, I did see the pictures. I'm glad you'll have that opportunity. Yeah. Um, so they have actually, speaking of LARP, Stephanie is hosting an upcoming LARP with a bunch of people in the town. A bunch of people are going mm-hmm. to be involved. It's it's very thorough. It's I'm very yeah. impressed with it. Um, that comes later in the game, but yeah, I just love this town. I love the yeah, dynamic. I love everything happening. So I think if you're done talking about that, we could talk about the Black Lantern because I I think the Black Lantern is a pretty cool place. It is. Uh, it is. Yeah. So so Jed Lucan owns this place, and he gave Gabe you know a job there when he started and. Seems like a, almost a father figure to him, um, and the the place is really cool. It just tons of people are in there. Good food, uh, good music. Um, they have a um, uh, jukebox in there, and you can pick a lot of different music, you know, in that jukebox. And each one's a you know different style, but they're all again really highly elevated know elevator music tape jams so it's uh and then you also as steph's there and steph does, uh, plays a game with you where you have to guess you know when she's talking about a certain band or uh, artist you have to guess which one she's uh referring to which is actually pretty fun as well so i did not pass that one but it was fun i worked hard on it yeah <laughs> trying to guess the musician and the song I I got it. It was it was hard. I I kept just going through every single one trying to get the clues, and I finally got them. But it was it took me a while. It's challenging. And so there, in addition to the LARP, there's an upcoming spring festival, and Jed is telling Ryan and Gabe and Alex about it, and Gabe's again telling Alex that she can stay in the apartment, and then Riley the the granddaughter of the owner 
of a flower shop, her boyfriend, Mac, shows up. So Gabe and Riley are good friends, and Gabe's been encouraging Riley to apply to university. He's been helping her with her resume and her essays. And Mac is a very jealous person, and he thinks that Gabe is trying to get with Riley, even though Gabe has his girlfriend, Charlotte. Mac's just very insecure. He's very hot-headed. So he starts beating up Gabe in the apartment and... Mm -hmm. Of course, Alex senses the red aura. She senses Max's anger, and she feeds off of it. And so then she retaliates, and she beats up Mac. And when Gabe tries to restrain her, she accidentally hits Gabe. And Mac is just blown away. He, he can't believe what just happened. He thinks that Alex is some kind of freak, and... He run. He he leaves. I mean, honestly, I mean, dude, you just broke into this person. Not broke in, but like you just went to this person's apartment and started beating up her brother. <laughs> yeah. What did you think about Mac? Um. I well, of course, I didn't really care for him. Uh, just comes in, um, throwing punches right away. Just you know, not my type of uh, uh, personality. So. Um, and then what, what's also interesting is Alex does, you know, feed off of that. And you get hints later on that in the foster care system, this has affected her before where someone would get mad and she would fight back. And she, you could tell she um, was hesitant to, uh, you know, be involved in it because she knows that this type of... Um, persona just will encompass her and she'll act rationally you know mm -hmm. i mean i would have intervened i mean somebody's beating up my oh, brother yeah. <laughs> absolutely so i i get it but yeah at the same time you start you can even read like some reports from dr lynn and from some people who some parents who had fostered alex you can read these notes in her drawer in her apartment and a lot of them struggled they didn't they thought there was something wrong with her. They thought that she had some kind of mental illness and they couldn't sure. handle it. So I don't know if maybe as she's gotten older, she can control it better. I'm, I'm, I'm not really sure, but another fun thing you can do, you can play the arcade cabinet after this incident. If you, if you need a little moment to cool off that little mining game, I was not very good at it, but it, it was cute. I got, I don't know what a level seven or something. And then Dang. I, Shang. I, yeah, it was it was fun. Um, I I like when they add in just little bonus games that you can just pass the time if you want. Um, oh yeah. So it was kind of nice. It is neat, and of course, you know, it's hailing back to the the mining town, mm -hmm. the type of game. So you can go downstairs, and you find out that Jed needs some help serving some people um i really like the character ducky that you can serve reginald McAllister the third yeah yeah <laughs> he he reminds me of people in my town like some of these older men who they have formal names but people might call them butch or they might call them ducky or they might call them bubba do you have people like that in your life um not personally me um we do my my father-in-law um they called Poofy, so Poofy. Uh, uh, that's what my daughter called him. So, yeah, it's something like along those lines. So, yeah, like a term of endearment, and it it makes these people feel even more realistic that they have these personalities and these lives. And 
um, Ducky is eating dinner with someone named Diane Jacobs, who is actually the regional operations manager for the Typhon Mining Company. And then you can, sorry, go ahead, Shane. I was going to say also is Mac's boss. So yes, yes, very important to this. Who's who's uh, the safety manager? I believe. Yes, Mac okay. also works for Typhon Mining. So you will start realizing that there are a lot of people in this town who are employed by this corporation. And it kind of reminds me of where I live with oil and gas. That's a very big industry over here. A lot of people work for oil and gas companies or companies affiliated with them, like service companies. Sure. So I was, I was kind of getting those vibes from this game. So you can actually help Jed with the restaurant because Gabe and Ryan go off to get Gabe some first aid because uh, Alex accidentally hit him <laughs> after and Mac also wailed on him as well. So yeah, you get to play waitress for a little bit. That's, that's fun. You get to talk to the different characters. You can take their orders and bring it to them. And yeah, you can do that jukebox challenge like Shane mentioned. And then you can go on the roof and talk to Gabe and he wants to kind of just talk to Alex about, what's been going on in her life because they've been gone for a few years. They've been separated for a while and mm -hmm. he wants to talk to her about her powers. Um, I'm under the impression he is aware of them. Like he knows there's something wrong, but I don't know if he knows the extent. Yeah. But I, I do know like as soon as they started talking about it, he pretty much like accepted it fairly you know, quickly. So I'm, I'm assuming he had, uh some you know inkling that mm -hmm. she did have something and uh, it was kind of nice to to just you know be accepted basically um for her um not being accepted by others because of this in the past so yeah it's yeah he's a very loving brother and he he seems to want the best with for her and he wants her to feel at home in haven springs well mm -hmm. Ryan shows up and he tells them that Ethan is missing. This is Charlotte's son. Charlotte is Gabe's girlfriend. And he's run off to the mines. Because um, Alex, if you chose to tell Gabe, they're like, oh, I told him not to do that. I bet that's where he went. So you go to the, the mines at night. You can explore this factory and you have to figure out how to get around and open some doors. And I kept wondering... Like, are there no security guards on the premises? Because they have a scheduled blast. I was very surprised about that at the factory. But I guess because of the scheduled blast, they didn't want anybody too close. And Gabe is trying to call Typhon. He's trying to get in touch with someone to tell them, hey, please postpone this blast. There's a child in the vicinity and we're going looking for him. And so you keep walking around and eventually you see Ethan and he's like on the other side. He tried to cross this tree that broke over this ravine. He's scared and you can actually sense that fear. So were you, were you a little irritated with Ethan? Like, dude, I told you not to go to the mines. Yeah. Except uh, when I chose, I said, you can go to the mines. <laughs> <gasps> I, did, oh, I did the opposite. I, really? I said I wouldn't tell. So uh, yeah, I felt more guilty uh during my play playthrough because i thought okay you know kids are gonna be kids they're gonna have fun so i you know and trying to be the the cool you know maybe p potential aunt um mm -hmm. you know i wanted to let him do his thing and uh so yeah I, I felt more guilty than anything and then so that 
made me more determined uh, to go help him because mm-hmm. I was part of the issue. <laughs> yeah, so you can um, you can climb over this this tree and it, it's trying to start breaking, but um, Alex and Gabe tie themselves together with this rope and then they tie that rope to is it a rock or something or like a, a, a stump? There's something I can't remember how they. I think Gabe went and like was holding the rope taunt behind mm-hmm. the rock or something like that so that he could just slowly let go some of the rope. So, um, yes, I think that's how that worked. Yes. And th- so Alex is the one who's going to get Ethan because she's a little bit lighter. And so yep. she talks with Ethan. She tries to help him overcome his fears and she notices some large claw mark claw marks on the cliff and at the bottom of the ravine she can see a monster monster's face and ethan is saying that he's hiding from that that he sees a monster's face which you know he's a kid he has a big imagination it's everything is terrifying right now so then she can use her creativity and her imagination to try to make ethan feel braver to try to make him feel like it's almost like a game like we're gonna cross it you know um, mm-hmm. pretend that I'm invisible. I want, I want to carry you to the other side. And so they make it to the other side and you're thinking, okay, thank goodness. Ethan's safe. Shane, the next part. Did you see this coming? Um, I don't think so. Uh, I, I do, I do recall maybe hearing that someone died, um, in here, but I didn't realize it was going to be this part and the character that, you know, was chosen. But, um, yeah, I knew something was going to happen just with, you know, how they called the company and um, there's just a scheduled blast and it seemed kind of uh, uh, foreboding. Mm -hmm. So. So I guess Gabe's phone call didn't go through because an alarm goes off and you start hearing blasts. Um, A tree falls down rocks are coming down one rock actually hits gabe and he falls down to the ravine remember he's attached to alex with the rope so she starts falling towards him and ryan hurries up and grabs her and um unfortunately they're not going to be able to pull gabe up there are more rocks coming because of the blast so ryan makes the decision to cut the rope to let gabe loose so at least one of them will survive instead of um, both of them dying and I thought, yeah. I thought I, I was a little optimistic I thought okay well maybe Gabe will fall into the water and then he'll move I mean no 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 just countless rocks start falling over and Gabe is you don't see him but the implication is that he's crushed to death I I was devastated because I'm thinking Alex has been in foster care so obviously something happened with her parents She's been separated from her brother. She's been with him for only a day or two. And now this. What about you, Shane? What did you think? Um, and here, here's the before the storm. Now the storm hits. So you got, I don't know, you, you only had a little time with, with your brother. You, you haven't seen him in years. And so I think uh, the, the story just amps up from here because you just had that that short window of peace and now your peace is shot because your brother is now you know dead so it it was 
it it definitely makes for for a good story because of this you know it's it's sad but um you you need stuff like this in in a story like life is strange to kind of um elevate the the rest of the elements in the in the story so so yes. yeah it was sad I was very upset. I did not see that happening because I thought, oh, he called. It's canceled. <laughs> <laughs> They're not going to do it. So, yeah. So the next chapter, and by the way, I don't know if we said this, but usually the Life is Strange games, they've been released. Um, their chapters have been released individually or like episodes. Yeah. So uh, Shane brought this up in our notes, a very good point. Do you like or dislike the fact that this was not released in episodes? Um, I love it as a complete game, so I can, if I want to marathon it, I want to play it all at once, I can. What about you, Shane? Um, I guess it didn't bother me either way. Um, on all of the games, I wait. I The first game, I was late to the game, so it was already there. Mm-hmm. Um uh, Life is Strange Before the Storm and Life is Strange 2, I waited till all of the episodes are out and then bought the game. Mm, so, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I can see why, like, certain people, especially if you like comic books um, or even, um, like, series of books, um, how you would be kind of disappointed because you, you, you get a little slice of it and then you're excited and amped up to for the next one. So you've, you've got that anticipation. It's almost like a waiting for a game to come out that you really enjoy. Uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild, you know, is one of that. Tears of the Kingdom coming up. So you, you, you're you getting excited um, to see what happens next. So I can see why some people would choose uh, to be upset that it wasn't released like this. But uh, I'm happy uh, either way. And I, I really enjoyed it and being able to play it all, all in one. I agree. And Ed, um, even though he's not here, he did add to the notes with some of his opinions. He said that he loves that this it was a complete game and that everything transitioned smoothly. This design works so well. And I agree. Yeah. So you start the next chapter, which is called um, Lanterns. And there's a memorial going on for Gabe at the Black Lantern. The people from Haven Springs are gathered. You can actually go upstairs and put a, a picture of you and Gabe at the table if you like. Mm-hmm. And there, a little drama starts happening. Um, Ryan blames himself for Gabe's death because he cut the rope. But, I mean, it was either just Gabe dies and potentially lives, which unfortunately he doesn't, or both Gabe and Alex die, which I can't blame him in that decision. You see a way to save at least one person. You're going to make that decision most likely. Sure. And Mac is the safety manager for Typhon mining. And he claims that he never received a phone call from Gabe. So he and Ryan start arguing. Ryan's like, I don't believe you. I think you're lying. And red auras start appearing. Alex gets overwhelmed because again, she's an empath and Mm -hmm. she runs upstairs and stuff follows her and then jet eventually ends the argument and everybody has to leave the black lantern so i think i think this is one of your favorite parts shane what do you like about steph and alex's interaction in the apartment um i feel like you you start to get to know her better um in this scene and um you i think this is the scene where um don't they they play foosball or she tries Mm -hmm. to convince her to play foosball well, mm-hmm. foosball was Steph and Gabe's thing. They they like to keep a track of um, 
the games they play. Um, and uh, so I, uh, Alex kind of realizes this is a, a good way to have Steph open up. Um, so she plays foosball with with Steph and they kind of open up to each other um, about uh, Gabe and other things going on. So um, I enjoyed it. And, and also I, um, with the wavelengths thing, uh, foosball is also in that um, DLC as well. And I think you, uh, if you, if I recall right, if you weren't a, um, win a certain amount, you will get a trophy on the PlayStation or achievement. So um, it, it's just the fun, foosball is really fun to begin with. And uh, so the, I, I love that they incorporate all sorts of games in there. So. Oh, yeah, it's it's a great game. It's so interactive and it's it's realistic. You. Yeah. You I don't know if reading minds is the correct term because it's not like Alex can read everybody's every thought, you know, it's, yeah. but whenever someone's feeling a strong emotion, like she can read Steph's mind and that's how she realizes that maybe foosball would be a comfort for her. Mm-hmm. And so after this, you can go downstairs and talk with Jed and she remembers that Alex remembers that Mac lied to her and she wants to talk with him. She wants to confront him. So, Jed says he might be at the flower shop, which is where Riley works, and he gives her the key to the bar, which is, hey, that's a good sign. He trusts her, right? And then he even advises her to go to the Silver Dragon to talk to Charlotte. So I went to the Silver Dragon first because I thought, okay, my main mission is to talk to Mac. And also um, on the side, the top right-hand corner, you can see what you need to do, like your mission if you forget. Yeah. Which is really helpful. So I went to the Silver Dragon first, and Charlotte is faced with some type of affidavit saying that she is not going to sue Typhon for what happened. I believe that's, yeah, that, yep. that's those are the stipulations. Um, Diane is there, or she's leaving. Diane's leaving, and that's when Alex gets a little suspicious, but she had left the papers with Charlotte. So you can decide, okay... Um, Charlotte, you sign this affidavit and Typhon's going to pay you a lot of money. And Charlotte's like, well, I could really use that for Ethan's future, for his school, for our, our life together. Or you can try to dissuade her from signing it because you're thinking, okay, Typhon, what are you covering up? What, Mm -hmm. are you trying to pay me off or something? Um, so I decided not to sign it because I was suspicious. What did you do? I did the same thing. So, yeah. I felt if, if bad. You, if you're getting, yeah, if you're getting something like that, something's going on. So. <laughs> yeah, like hey, hush, 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 money, kind yeah. of in a way. Um. So yeah, apparently, the quote-unquote good decision to make is to accept the money on Ethan's behalf because she's Charlotte's wanting to provide for her son. But mm-hmm. I was, I was suspicious. I, it, I didn't like the atmosphere. I didn't like the situation surrounding. Yeah. The money. Um. So then you can go and talk to Steph at the record store again. Like I did, did you do this as well, Shane? Like you did like the little side quests before? I I pretty much did everything just, you know, because you never know uh, what kind of dialogue comes up or Mm -hmm. what Easter eggs you might encounter um, or even how it affects the story sometimes. So exactly. And I was worried that if uh, by going to the main mission of seeing Mac, I might not have the opportunity to do these other things. Yes. So you can go to the record store and talk to Steph and 
you can pick a final boss from the two drawings, which I thought was really cute. Yeah. I enjoyed that, <laughs> this element. Um, and it, it does come to fruition later on. And so then um, Steph tells Alex that she would like her to be the bard because Alex plays guitar. Yep. As well. So I thought that was really cute. Then you can go to the flower shop and you meet you meet Eleanor again, who again is uh, Riley's grandmother and the owner of the shop. This part was one of the saddest parts in the game for me. And they beautifully depict what someone with dementia is going through and what their mind may be thinking. Um, mm. So you can decide to help Eleanor figure out like, hey, what it, what was I doing and in what order? And she's worried about Riley finding out. So I, I chose to withhold this information from Riley because I thought, mm -hmm. okay, if she finds out that her grandma has dementia, she might not go to university. So in my mind, I'm thinking this Haven Springs has such a good support system that people will pick up and help take care of Eleanor. I don't know. What yeah. did you think? I, I thought the same thing. Um, and I, it's, in some aspects, I felt like it wasn't my business to, um, you know, interfere and to have her make sure she knows that this is going on. There's something that uh, they have to figure out together. Um, yeah, if something happens, that's that's a different thing. Then I'd have to tell or divulge that information. But um, it, it definitely was sad. Um, it did kind of remind me a little of Firewatch that we played mm -hmm. and, and did a talk the walk on as well. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I thought the same thing. I, if, if I tell, um, tell her that her grandma has this, that she wouldn't go and, uh, get that ed education she wants. So, yeah, that was a hard decision to make, but, um, I may have skipped this, but in the black lantern, before you leave it, you can decide to tell Riley, what happened with Mac and oh, Gabe? Yes, yes. This is a big deal. Yeah. So she's already pretty upset with Mac just because he's, I guess he, he's scared of losing her. He doesn't really want her to go to university. I think he's kind of intimidated by her. He's very insecure again. I chose to tell Riley the truth about what happened with Mac and Gabe, and Same. she's furious. She breaks up with Mac and that she severs their relationship. Yep. Same. Mm -hmm. I'm curious if anyone listening um, did not do that. <laughs> yeah, I actually would like to see what the, the story was if they didn't, if they stayed together. Mm -hmm. so. And so you can then, again, you're looking for Mac and you can find him on the bridge and you can confront him. And he has a purple aura, which means that he's scared. So you have to dig a little bit deeper into his fear. You're like, what's going on? What is he scared of? Obviously, he received the phone call and didn't carry out what he was supposed to do as a safety manager so mm -hmm. you can go you can go around town you can talk to riley and mac had apparently a plan to leave town with riley and you go and with this information you talk to mac and he confesses that he did hear the call and he tried to warn typhon but he was ignored and forced to keep quiet and he admits that he didn't want to hurt anybody even gabe even though he was upset he he says i didn't want to kill the guy um, and he's scared. I mean, here's this huge corporation, here's this huge powerhouse, and they're making it look like Mac is the one with blood on his hands. So mm -hmm. what did you think about that? Um, I, 
so I, I I almost felt like he should have just came out and said it right there, but that doesn't make for the good a good story oh. if you don't you know keep that a secret. Um, but it also was was interesting that he didn't he he told Alex you know now Alex has this information um, now Max in the middle between this corporation and Alex and um, so here is where the story unfolds and how 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 is it going to affect Mac? How is it going to affect the company and Alex? So, yes, I think he felt like you can choose to comfort him because he's kind of having a panic attack or you can ignore yep. him. I, I comforted him. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. this guy got to walk him off the ledge metaphorically. And I guess he also felt like this is Gabe's sister. I, I need to come clean with her. He's also scared. And. I think that's a very realistic emotion because yeah. you you feel guilty that someone has died, but you're also part of this huge entity that could take you down in many ways. I think I think he definitely felt like he was going to be a scapegoat for the whole thing, mm-hmm. and if he said anything, he'd go right to jail. So, and I'm I I mean I haven't experienced this. I hope none of us ever experienced that, but. I'm sure it happens. There are some very oh, yeah. powerful companies out there. And I mean, <laughs> watch movies like Aaron Brockovich and see mm-hmm. what happens with some of the gosh, it makes yep. me so upset. But you know what I was thinking, Shane? I kept thinking they're going to have record of those calls. Mm-hmm. Someone is going to have a record of those calls. There's there's yep. no way like you can subpoena that. I just, ah, that's what I thought, but <laughs> we'll get to that in a little yeah. bit. So Ryan, um, Ryan calls Alex and wants to meet with her at the cliff where Gabe passed away. And this is probably one of the best examples of the different auras and the different emotions and how you can handle people. So Ryan feels upset. He He and Gabe were extremely close and you can actually learn about some of their memories of hitting like a goose or something. Yep. It was a goose. Yeah, I think it was. <laughs> yeah. They is like he starts eventually he starts laughing and like Shane mentioned that golden aura that appears around him because he's remembering happier times with Gabe. And yeah, it's I, I really enjoyed that because it gives more personality to this person who has passed away to your brother and also to his friends and just the the legacy he left behind in this small town. Um, now, I, I just remember this, too, that maybe we should go back and talk okay. about. Uh, so there's also an officer named Pike. Yes, um, yes, thank you. So also at the Black Lantern, after the incident with Mac, um, Pike comes in and, and goes up to Alex and, and pretty much says, I'm going to have to take you in for questioning. <laughs> you know, for for, you know, or something like that, along the lines of uh, you did something wrong and he kept a straight face and she was all like she thought he was joking and then thought he was wasn't joking. And then, uh, you know, he says, oh, I'm just kidding. You know, you should have seen your face. And so that sets up later on um, a different scenario with Pike. So. um it's it's kind of interesting a small town uh cop is um is making jokes about uh 
you know, assault. <laughs> so, um, you know, so it's, it's, it's interesting and it sets up, um, a, a different tone for later on. So. Yeah. Pike is a very jovial character. I, I like him. Um, I, I was worried that he was really about to arrest Alex, to be honest with you. Yeah. He, yeah, I, I did. <laughs> I, it would have made sense. That's probably something should have been, you know, said or done, but, uh, that's not how they played it. So no, no, I, I think Mac knew that. Well, you started beating up my brother, and yeah, but I mean, Gabe's also yeah. passed away. So yeah, it's all these layers of complexity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, with Ryan, you can give him a hug or a handshake. I gave him a hug. Yep. Same. Mm-hmm. I mean, they just they've been through so much, so I figured oh, a hug can't hurt. And so she, she's very, um, Alex is very suspicious about Typhon now, especially after what Mac just told her. And she wants to put a stop to whatever they're doing. And so um, this scene then changes to nighttime where in the record store, Seth is playing a song in honor of Gabe. And then you go on to this bridge and people, the townspeople release these lanterns in Gabe's memory. Everyone is emitting yellow auras because they're, they're happy. They're thinking of better times with Gabe, except one person who has a purple or fearful aura, mm. Diane. And were you a little, I don't know, suspicious when you saw that? I was. I was very suspicious. Um, so... Yeah, it's it just it just uh it sets up the tone for the the rest of the game uh how it was it was cool everybody was you know had their same aura except her and it, it stood out and it's a clue for if this would have been episodic this would have been a clue here for the next chapter so Mhm. I thought that was very clever. Again, like this is using Alice's powers to drive the story and to enrich it, which I really really enjoyed. Yeah. So the next chapter is a monster or mortal. It's chapter three of five. The best chapter. Yes, it's so good. That's my favorite. So Alex is telling Ryan and Steph of Alex's of her powers, and she even uses it to prove it to them. And there, she tells them about what's going on with Typhon, and they're like, "Well, how how can we stop them? We we have to um, avenge Gabe's death." And they're thinking, oh, what about, what could we use from Diane? Because she works for Typhon and she seemed fearful. So they developed this plot to get a, a USB drive from Diane mm-hmm. that should have some kind of information on it, which it, it's a little bit of a long shot because you don't know if that exact USB drive is going to have what you need on it. But, True. you know, sus- suspension of disbelief with these, these plot points. And you can have either Alex, I mean, I'm sorry, Ryan or Steph distract Diane by trying to like hit on her. Yeah. <laughs> While Alex can peek into her bag and take the USB drive. I had Steph do it. I did the same. You did? Yeah. <laughs> I I did it because, um, well, uh, you'll find out later on. I just, I felt, I, I don't know. She seemed the most eager. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, I I think her her personality uh, just I thought would be a, a more fun way to do it. So yeah, Steph is very um, gregarious. She's very she's I don't know if abrasive is the right word. 
Yeah, it's not it's not really abrasive. It's more it's 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 aggressive, but not mm-hmm. like uh, a bad aggressive. Um, it's she's more of a uh, let's just see what happens. Let's do this. Yeah, like she's going to jump in head first yeah. to things. So then you you do get the USB drive and yeah, I don't know. This is pretty funny. And you can you can actually talk with Diane as Alex. You can ask her some questions that make her pretty uncomfortable. But mm-hmm. hey, she works for the company that is responsible for Gabe's death. And then after you get the drive, excuse me, you can go to Alex's apartment and try to decrypt it using her laptop, but it's password protected. Of course, of course, this major corporation's information is password protected. Yeah. <laughs> so Ryan decides to send the USB drive to Riley because um, I don't know if we mentioned it. Riley would like to study computer information systems or computer science yeah. at college. She's very tech savvy. So they send the USB drive to Riley to see if she can somehow access it, which if there's anybody listening who's good at cracking that, is that is that a thing you can do? Is that feasible? I'm, I'm sure there's some software out there that will help. <laughs> but it, it was funny. If you look at the laptop when they go check it, uh, it's like some generic uh, encryption um, like software. And it says seven-day trial up in the top. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, so she just downloaded this off the internet. And I doubt that this would actually, you know, do anything. Unless she had, like, a uh, an actual software that she bought. And it's a seven-day trial. She didn't, didn't want to pay for it yet or something. Mm-hmm. But I, you just can't go around, I don't think, buying that stuff online. <laughs> to, um, I think it was, like, a... 256-bit encryption, which is a hard one to, I guess, crack. And I'm like, no way you're going to get that off the offline or online. So It's a little ridiculous, but, you know, you just go <laughs> along with it. Yeah, yeah, it was funny. <laughs> so Steph reminds Alex about the LARP, and she's like, get your bard hat, get your guitar, and then you can go and enjoy the LARP, which you said this is your favorite section of I, this I chapter. I love this. This was this is pretty cool. And, and Stephanie sets up the LARP uh, with uh, pretty much the whole town uh, mm-hmm. is involved, and um, it just it was awesome. You you go get your mission um, from I think uh, Jeb is the king, and you you get a mission from him, and you have to go and find. Uh, I think it was like three different items, uh, jewels, I think they were. Mm-hmm. And but when you're walking around, um, you find scrolls that you can use and then you encounter wolves and an ogre and uh, different things and you have to fight them. And it's RPG style turn based. So you go back and forth and you can use different moves that you get um, and you can use the scrolls. It, it's just really fun. Uh, and you can explore the whole town and. They have different. They have vendors, and they have, you know, uh, Ducky is part of it, and the the Black Lantern. Uh, so, I don't know. It was just a really fun portion of the the game that I r- really enjoyed. So, I loved it too, and I enjoy that you can actually try to cheer up Ducky. Or no, that's later towards the Spring Festival. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's fourth chapter, I believe. Yeah, I got that confused, but uh, yeah. 
you can also check your phone and it's really funny because they have something called like my town or my messenger or something. It's like a Facebook where you can read statuses and someone's like, I just wanted to go out for ice cream and everybody's dressed up and I don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. That ice cream chef opened up. That's right. Yeah. So there, there are all kinds of things that are not integral to the plot, but just liven yeah. up the story and enrich the game. I truly love this part. And Jed ends up being the bad guy, which I view as foreshadowing. Content, mm -hmm. of course, if you're listening to this, you probably know what's coming up. So I thought that was very clever how you get to fight Jed and um, Alex enters that Nova where it looks like an actual video game and the actual magic yeah. is being used. She fights with her loot. It's awesome. It um, is. And then, like, other things you can... Uh, you can go into the record store and Steph's uh, some kind of like wizard or witch of some sort. And you, you actually get coins around town and you can use it to buy a certain item to help you mm -hmm. on the bridge. Or if you don't get that, then you have to do something else and change the story. Uh, but it just, it was just a really fun thing. And then fighting uh, Jed was like just the best part of it when you, um, when he got to the end part of it and, uh, just it was um uh the music and the just playing an rpg style using the stuff that you acquired was just satisfying so yes and whatever monster you chose in the previous chapter i believe it's pre previous yep. chapter or maybe beginning of this one where steph asked you to pick the final boss that's what jed assumes yeah. the role of mm -hmm. which is which is really cool but so it's it looks like everybody's having a really good time. It's a nice distraction from recent events. But then sirens go off and that causes Ethan to break down in tears. He's he still feels very guilty about what happened to Gabe. He's he's struggling, as I would imagine anyone would, especially a child. So later that day, Alex goes to the Silver Dragon and she sees Charlotte in the back room. I don't think we mentioned this, but in addition to owning the dispensary, Charlotte is a sculptor and a painter. Mm -hmm. And she is working on this piece. She's working with some kind of stone. Um, Charlotte says that Ethan really enjoyed the LARP, but he's going off to spend the weekend with his dad. And Charlotte, understandably, she kind of starts changing her mood. She she lashes out at Alex as Alex asks her some questions. She's she's struggling. She's dealing with grief. And you can, there's actually a neat part where you can enter that Nova state as it's called with Alex to get to the root problem of Charlotte's emotions. And there are different pieces of this sculpture where one part is Gabe, one part is Ethan, yeah. one part's Alex. And I thought this was very realistic. Um, I kind of wondered how Charlotte, Ethan's her son. Yes. And she loves him, but I was kind of wondering if she would have any kind of resentment because we told you not to go to the mines, you knew better than this. And because you wandered off and Gabe went looking for you, now he's dead. And that is something Charlotte says. And she even says, I hate my son. I know he's my son and I should love him, but I hate him because of his decision to go explore these mines. I've lost yeah. the love of my life. What did yeah. you think about this sequence? I, I felt, I felt it was very genuine and real like this mm -hmm. could this could potentially happen to someone in real life and how you know a decision that someone makes can affect um people you know and it's just um especially a kid um not 
realizing the consequences of something they do can really affect, you know, other people in their life based on something they didn't take, I don't want to say in consideration or mm-hmm. seriously, but as a kid, sometimes you don't realize the danger of something like that. You know, you know, when I, I go shopping and I got to tell my kid, you got to stay with me. You don't know who's out there. You mm-hmm. got to stay with me. I, I don't, I don't want anything bad happen to you. So, you know, that's, just, that's kind of the, the message you, you, you should, you know, it's listen, listen to your, to why someone is telling you something. So, and now, now the consequence is, you know, Gabe is dead. So. Yeah. And she, Charlotte is angry at her son. She's, she even is angry at Gabe because it's, he was the one filling the void in her life and now he's gone and she's kind of experiencing this. Why did I even have to meet you now? I'm, I'm struggling. I wish I hadn't met you. I, I wish I, cause now I'm experiencing these emotions. She's mad at Alex because she says something like ever since you showed up, it's bad things have been happening. And I, and I think, I don't know if it was the same dialogue with you or not since I told him he could, it'd be fine to go to the mine. Um, I think she was a little, she might have been more angry on my storyline than yours. I, oh. I don't know that for, for sure, though. And I, because I know she was mad at, at, at me, at, uh, at her son, at herself, you know. I think she was mad at Ryan, too. Mm-hmm. Or I, you know, also. Mm-hmm. So everyone played a, uh, a key role in, in her emotions, basically. And again, I, th- I think it's realistic. It's I would be experiencing these things too, especially like what if or where can I shift the blame? Can I try to make sense of this? So this is really important. You have the you have the option to absorb this anger from Alex or leave her. I mean, from Charlotte or leave her alone. What did you do? I left it with her. Um, it, I feel like if I absorbed it, she wouldn't have. Um, she wouldn't have the time to cope with with it, and I think over time you figure it out on your own. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't, so I didn't want to, I guess, interfere with that. That was probably the smart decision because I absorbed it, <laughs> and she kind of becomes uh, like a zombie throughout the rest of the game. Actually, hmm. oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. There's um there's a part in the next chapter where you see her at the dock by the lake and she's she says something that got me a little worried. She said she says how deep do you think it runs this lake? So my mind immediately went to oh my gosh this woman is thinking about committing suicide. She's about to drown yeah. herself. Um how did she act throughout the rest of the game for you? For me um she ended up towards the end when you have people backing you up on your um on your side of the story she was there backing me up mm. um and for me everyone backed me up so i don't know uh who who backed you up but everyone that could be there to back you up did so yeah by absorbing her emotions she she doesn't really back you up. She just seems despondent. She seems very down. She, okay. yeah. So that's interesting. I'm, I'm glad you picked the opposite, but you, that's a wise decision. I've, it's real. I mean, I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm not a counselor, but 
just from what I've read about emotions, let people exist in their feelings for a little while. Like don't dismiss it. Don't try to patronize them. Like, so Shane, if you came to me, I don't know, something small, like you go to the grocery store and they're out of your favorite cereal and you seem really upset about it. I, in my mind, I would be like, well, that's usually not like Shane. So there must be something bigger going on. Like that must've just been the straw that broke the camel's back, but I'm going to talk with him through it and say like, you know, why are you upset? Try to get to the root cause of it or just leave people alone. Sometimes people just, unless they're, you're worried they might harm themselves or someone else. People just need to exist in their feelings. Yeah. Everybody's different too. So, you know, some people like to talk, some people just like to hold it in. So I don't know what's best for each scenario, but um, you just got to go with your gut on Mm -hmm. helping someone through something. So, yes, sometimes people and if they do want to talk, sometimes it's not that they want you to respond with solutions or answers. They just want someone to listen to them. Mm -hmm. They just want an ear and that that does it for them. So I think you made the right decision with that, Shane, for Charlotte. Good, good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so after this, after you leave, you can go to your apartment and Steph and Ryan are waiting for you. They finished unlocking the drive thanks to Riley's help with that program that she downloaded, apparently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you can listen to some different conversations. Again, these conversations were recorded. and. Yep. You find out that Diane's superior, Lena Clark, and Typhon's CEO, Dennis Walker, were telling her, we can't delay this blast. Um, do you realize what the consequences will be? Blah, blah, blah. Which I thought was kind of strange. Like, you can't just postpone it till another night. Because to me, you want to talk about consequences. You murder someone, or not murder, but like you accidentally harm someone or kill someone like you did. That seems way worse than anything else that could happen by postponing sure. the blast. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you, I absorb Charlotte's anger and Alex gets angry and throws Gabe's foosball winter whiskey at the wall and Steph gets really upset and she leaves, Ryan follows her. And I'm sure something different mm-hmm. happened for you, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't recall that happening. Um, I think we all sat down and we just talked about uh, what we just um, just heard and how we were going to go about um, resolving the issue, basically. I, I don't recall any of that happening. It, it could have, but I, I just don't. That doesn't ring a bell. Well, so. uh, according to the wiki page, with your decision, um, Alex is much calmer. So she. <laughs> yeah, I don't she, I remember her getting mad. <laughs> Yeah, she gets she gets mad because she absorbed uh, Charlotte's anger, which I guess goes back to the problems that she faced growing up in the foster care system. Okay, see, okay. see the layers. I see that. Wow. Mm-hmm. So we learned that Diane is part of a project called Rhea, which is owned by Typhon, and it reveals that the explosion in the mine was a decoy to cover up another explosion, and they were trying to bury something. Which, again, you can't postpone this. Maybe an inspector was coming. Maybe so. Oh, sorry, inspector. You can't go here because it's blocked off. Yep. Right? So. Yeah. This next chapter is where um, Pike, thank you again for 
reminding us about Pike because he's pretty integral to this chapter. Mm-hmm. You see um, Alex talking to him on her phone, telling him about the drive, and she's scheduling a meeting with him. And then you get an announcement that the Spring Festival is starting. So um, I really liked the LARP chapter, and I really like the Spring Festival chapter. Yep, I also did like this chapter. So, And um, so this is where you can... If you want Alex to have a romantic interest, you you can. You can look for a rose. And if you present a rose to someone, that means they're kind of like your sweetheart or you're at least showing interest in them for the spring festival. You're doing it in hopes that they maybe will go out with you. So you you have three choices to make. And what choice did you make, Shane? Uh, I gave my flower to Steph. Me too. Me too. I gave it. She and she and I just Brian. like her as a character. I Yeah. So yeah, Ryan didn't, uh, his story just didn't um, vibe with me. <laughs> so I wanted somebody a little more uh, upbeat, interesting. So that's why I thought that she and Alex, I thought Steph and Alex had the most chemistry. Um, Ryan is attractive. And, uh, you know, if I were Alex, maybe I would have wanted to date him. But I guess it's also like you're my brother's best friend. This is, I don't know, a little yeah. strange. <laughs> Ed, in his notes to us, um, yeah, we're, we're reading for Ed. He did not give a rose to anyone because he couldn't find the rose. <laughs> Which, it's like, Ed, it's right there. They're right there in these but, huge but that, barrels. That fits, that fits his, his thing. He, he doesn't go and explore. He <laughs> likes to go, you know, point A to point B you know, without looking at everything. So it, it makes sense to me why he didn't find it. So. <laughs> But he said if he had found it, he would have given it to Ryan. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. But, yeah, there there are some cool little, um, e- not Easter eggs, but like little moments. But if you do take the time to explore, you can listen to some different people. You can mm-hmm. read their auras. You can help somebody win a jelly bean counting game, which I thought was really was clever. Cool. <laughs> I like that part. Are you good at those kinds of games? Guess how many whatever is in the drawing? Um, you know, uh, this past uh, St. Patrick's Day, my work had a um, little, um, like, black cauldron filled with the chocolate nuggets and chocolate coins. Ooh. And you had to write down how many were in there. And I wrote down, like, 378. I get an email, and uh, they're like, uh, you got the right answer, the exact amount. No, you didn't. Shane, I did. You did not. I did. I got the exact amount. <laughs> so, so I get this giant cauldron of of chocolate candy that I had to like get, divvy out to coworkers and my my family because, well, I'm I'm diabetic, so I'm not gonna eat all of them. <laughs> but, <laughs> A lot of sugar. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, it was <laughs> it was it was fun. I never win anything practical like like. You know, money or <laughs> just fake money that's chocolate. So. Man, a cauldron full of yeah, money. Yeah, got the exact number. And, and uh, I, I remember the, the uh, HR lady came over and she hands it to me and she goes, what was the number again? And I said the number, I guess. She's like, yep, that's the exact amount. <laughs> there you go. Insane. So, yeah. Can, can you imagine being the person like having to go drop it in one, two, three yeah, yeah it was it was the hr's daughter that counted them the night before and that's how she knew how many were in there so well shane yeah, i'm gonna perfect. i'm gonna um get you to buy me some lottery tickets all right well i, I did see... i did buy lottery tickets that day and i got nothing so Aww. uh, uh it, it it only comes in in like uh at the most uh 
inconvenient times uh, that are both interesting, but not anything valuable towards anything that I, I'm doing so, <laughs> at that time. So. Imagine if you would, if it had been $378, $100 bills. Oh, that would be awesome. So my, my grandpa on my, on my dad's side at Christmas, he would fill up one of those huge like pickle jars or uh, whatever. Like a company. Mason jar. Yeah. You know, with the huge ones. Um, yeah. And he would put his change in there all year. And I think I won three or four times. Uh, I did split with some of my cousins, but I was on once and like two or three other times I was within a couple dollars. And so we, we split um, the money in there. So I, I won that a couple times. Um, and then what was the other thing? I, I um, uh, there was, uh, I'm trying to think what it was. I won something else that was like, oh, um, I do um, March Madness basketball stuff, mm-hmm. and I I could not like really care much about basketball, but I like picking them. And last year I won, um, and three years ago I won, and I got the right score for the teams for the finals for and both teams played in the final, but I wasn't even close to whoever won the uh, ESPN thing, you know, money because they were like spot on. But yeah, I'm I'm good at guessing stuff that you know, but nothing like too major where I'm winning lots of money. <laughs> this the guy in this game wins a gift card, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's decent. I wouldn't mind a gift card. Yeah, I th- he says he wants to use it to buy something for his mom for her birthday or or something or like Mother's Day. Very it's, nice of him. Yeah, very generous. So I think Shane has some good luck with this. <laughs> That was a neat. I like that. I like those stories. Scrub <laughs> my hair. So, um, yeah, you also find out that Alex and Ryan are setting up the stage for a music act, and they actually make Alex perform. And yeah. um, I'm assuming it's the same song, no matter what decisions. I'm, I'm assuming so. Yeah. It's the Violent Fums, um, "Blister in the Sun." Yep. Yep. Okay. I was curious if you can have different songs depending on decisions you've made. Yeah. I, I enjoyed that. That was fun. Yes, it's a really good, really good show. Steph plays the drums and Alex plays her guitar. And um, Alex, you know, because she got angry, because she absorbed Charlotte's energy, she apologizes to Steph and everything. Mm. Um, yeah, you can talk to some different people. I, I enjoy it. I yeah. I enjoyed talking to people and helping them out. Um, this is where... In the Black Lantern, you can talk to Ducky, and he's not in the mood to go to the festival. You can choose to help him, which I think you should. He's missing his wife. I believe they met at the Spring Festival decades yes. before, and she passed away. And you can actually read around the Black Lantern and learn more about their relationship. You can turn on the jukebox to their favorite song, and you can dance with Ducky. It's yep. it's really sweet. I'm assuming you did that. Yes, I did. I thought it was really sweet. Um, Ducky's Ducky's just adorable. He's probably my favorite NPC. Yeah, and he he has a lot of cool like backstories too. Like he, he was an actor, and mm-hmm. um, I think the, the him and his wife got married at the Spring Festival too on one year, if I recall right. Something with the Spring I Festival. Th- I thought like they met there, and then so that then they had their wedding that day or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, but yeah, he he has just a lot of um, you know, cool stories like you would hear from your grandparents or something it's really sweet it's i love it it's i love that part 
And so um, also after Alex's perform, Alex and Stephanie's performance, um, you see Charlotte goes down to the docks. And that's where I mentioned that Charlotte has that yes. kind of worrisome conversation. What is she? Do you remember what she told you? I, I can't remember. I, I just had to like um, try to calm her down and talk with her and her anger, I think, dissipates and you walk away together talking so mm -hmm. is this is this also the night where you can find out that riley is leaving town on the bus i think so i, I think so yeah i'm not 100 yeah, sure but yeah I, I do know that she wants to leave um and then you was it you determined no yeah yeah mm -hmm. um you can have her stay or tell her the truth or about um, Eleanor or um, just let her go. I think I think I just let her go um, and didn't tell her. So it's a very missable part of the game if you don't go to the bus Cor stop because she's not correct. with everybody else. She is yep. off in the distance to where Alex was dropped off in the, at the very beginning. And this of the is game. why you explore in this game. Yes. Yes, you Ed. Missed, missed this, yeah. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm just picking on Ed. But <laughs> but yes, you. This is where you can make a big decision. Um, and I let her go to university, like we for the reasons we listed earlier. Mm -hmm. So when you exit, let's see. You can go back to the bar. You can go on the rooftop. And um, depending on your choices, I because we both chose Steph. Steph's up there. And she's explaining her decision that, hey, I think I want to leave Haven Springs. Yep. Mm -hmm. And they share a, a kiss. Yep. Um, and then I don't know if this is the part or if it's the next chapter. Uh, or it might have been earlier that day. Uh, you see, like, you're almost talking to the ghost of Alex's brother, Gabe, mm. uh, about mm -hmm. various things. And then somewhere mixed in here, too, is... Um, flashbacks of uh the dad and the mom of mm -hmm. uh was it uh, john and wendy chen of mm -hmm. gabe and alex um and you find out that alex's mom died of a disease in the hospital um oh yes so um oh this is later with the yeah. incident yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So, so you you find out that yeah she she passed away from this and then Gabe and um, Alex lived with their dad John, and uh, you find out that John eventually just um, can't handle uh, or deal with whatever's going on with him and his wife's death, and pretty much leaves the kids mm -hmm. um, at the house. And that's how they they both end up in the foster system. So now, do you know if was Gabe ever adopted or he just aged out of the system? Like I think Alex? he aged out of the system, if I if I recall right. And then he he moved. I think I didn't know if he moved right away to Haven Springs, but he moved, I think, once before somewhere and then went to Haven Springs. Something like that. He's yeah. He seems like he's been pretty adventurous, and he looks like he makes friends wherever he goes as well. Yeah. yeah. Um. So after you exit the bar, Pike is there, and he's saying he needs you to go down to the station with him um, as Alex, by the way. Um, yeah. And she thinks he's joking at first. Yeah. On so she she smiles and thinks he's joking, and he shakes his head 
like this isn't a joke. You have to come talk talk to me about uh, the flash drive. So, mm-hmm. and that I think ends the chapter because the next chapter is you are talking to him um, in the uh, police station. I recall right. um it looks like it's that's the very end of this chapter but but yeah they're, they're, they happen so close together that I can yeah. see um so yeah he's interrogating her at the police station and he's revealing that Diane wants to charge her for theft for stealing her flash drive but yeah. kind of like with Charlotte's affidavit Diane has an affidavit from Typhon for Alex and if she signs it, she won't receive charges and Ryan and Steph won't suffer the same fate because this is a big corporation. They've been keeping tabs on people. There are pictures. There's all kind of evidence of who's involved. So Alex is a little reluctant because she's like, well, I need to take them down. So you have a decision to make. You can sign the affidavit or you can refuse. I refused. Uh, yeah, I think I refused too. Yeah, it's. And then you learn that Pike is scared because he's worried about, you know, are, are Alex, Ryan, and Steph going to get in trouble? Is Typhon going to come after them? Are they going to come after me? And you can remove his fear if you choose to. I, now I don't recall. Do you remember what you did? I removed his fear, and it causes him to agree to look at the USB drive's contents, and he lets Alex leave without signing the affidavit. Yes, okay, so that's what I did. Because mm-hmm. later later he backs you up um, as well at the end uh, with your story. Yes, yes. Um, if she removed Pike's fear because she's absorbent, she will begin to express fear, and she'll find a note from Jed asking her to go see him downstairs. And so she starts telling Jed everything and he says, Hey, I'm going to show you what Typhon is hiding. <sighs> I think this goes back to that LARPing with the foreshadowing for me. Yep. Um, so he takes her to the mine shaft out near the mines. And if, if you have explored in the black lantern, you find this plaque in this picture of Jed saying that he saved like 12 miners about 10 years prior. Yep, in a mm-hmm. mining accident. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, so he brings Alex to these mine shafts, and that shaft is housing the secret. And next thing you know, Jed pulls out a gun, and he's the reason that they had the ba- the blast. And, and I, I think, so she's facing the shaft. Alex is looking down in the shaft, and Alex says, "Why are you so sad?" And yes, because she reads his emotions. Yep, and turns around and he's got the gun in his hand. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much the <laughs> uh, indicator of what's going on. So um, I think the next thing is he shoots mm-hmm. uh, and grazes her. I forgot mm-hmm. where. Like her cheek. Her cheek, or her, yeah. Or her, or her yep. forehead, something on her face. Somewhere, somewhere here. And. She falls backwards down the shaft and hits all the the wood as she falls down into the the hole. Um, And then eventually, I think she hits bottom. And uh, I think, is that where the chapter ends? So she she falls down. And then in the next chapter is where you're back in Dr. Lynn's office. Ah, yes. Yeah, like it's kind of a callback to the beginning of the game. But it's almost like you're in this fever dream where Mm -hmm. you can can like, it's not really her her office like it's kind of a mixture of that with other things from 
uh, Alex's memories and her psyche and her worries. And that's where you, when you were describing what happened with um, her parents, Gabe is talking to you and there are moments where he'll say, oh, you're not remembering this right. And you'll have to restart the memory. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They all kind of blur together because they kind of seamlessly flow. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. So you you keep doing the, the you're in the house a few times I believe their house and you go through some of that those uh, memories in the house and then you're at the hospital and that's where you have to do it correctly and eventually you'll you'll get through that where you go and you look at different items in your mom's hospital room mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you find more and more information and then eventually you get to talk to your mom um, and see what she says at, before she passes away and yeah it's pretty sad pretty sad scene uh, for that too so it is and she's she's very kind to her daughter telling her you know how um how she's brave and she doesn't want her to cry and there's something that I don't know if Gabe says it or you read about it or Alex thinks it, but earlier in the game, something about how our mom was physically sick and our dad had like a mental illness. I don't know if maybe he had like bipolar disorder or depression or maybe an anger disorder, but he could, it seems like he had trouble holding jobs. Yeah. And I'm not sure if it's because he lashed out at people, but that's where like you can misremember things, but and then you, Gabe will remind you of, oh, well, this is what actually happened. And you see the night that, oh, well, your mom gives you that locket. Yep. The locket um, with, uh, was it both their pictures in it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very touching. And then you have a memory at your apartment with your parents. And it's, again, if you explore, there are so many um implications of how things are kind of falling apart since the mom passed away. I mean, the kids are... Gabe actually says, like, I was this age and you were this age when this happened, which is is helpful. And the dad, he and Gabe are fighting and he pushes Gabe and then Alex gets in the way. He accidentally hits Alex and that's when he decides to leave and she throws her locket at him. Yep. And he takes it. Mm -hmm. And then you start going to see these um, flashbacks to the foster care system, which what did you think about this scene or these scenes, Shane? I I I enjoyed them because I, I you get a little more information about what happened to them um, between as kids and as uh, where they are currently. So just uh, you know her befriending different people, and then um, I, I'm assuming her powers are starting to develop. So she's different things are occurring between some of the the other foster care children um, due to her powers and, um, you know, pushing people away and stuff like that. So uh, it's kind of cool to see the, the different notes as you read them and uh, the different scenes of how, how everything affects her. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't know. It, it it was just it, it. This was probably my um, least favorite chapter, but it still is insightful um, to mm-hmm. the main story. So it's interesting that's your least favorite. I, I mean, I can see it's not as it's it's definitely not um, a happy chapter for sure. You, you, there's a lot of trauma, and if yeah, if you've experienced anything like this in in real life, I could see how people playing it would 
it could be a triggering and for them. That and I, I really enjoy the scenes where you can sit and just, you know look at the scenery, listen to mm. music. This didn't have that in it. It was more of, well, this is this is a uh, flashback, and this is what occurred, and uh, so it's almost like um, I want to say like an origin story mm-hmm. uh where some origin stories i don't i i'd already know and i don't want to hear it again um this mm. it gave me that vibe okay i i get i get the origin story i know what's happening um so it wasn't as interesting to me because so, mm-hmm. you're kind of like okay i put the pieces together i get it's, it it's like watching spider-man origin story three times before you get to, <laughs> you know what i mean yeah yeah i can see that it's I, I did think it was very clever and I, w- I was curious because like we mentioned Alex's phone earlier if you take the time you can read text messages from people she she's lived with in foster care and you can even read like letters from them in her her desk yep. and you could tell that some people started avoiding her and what was really heartbreaking for me in this scene is when you see these silhouettes of potential parents that are that can adopt Alex and they're saying oh yeah pretty hurtful things like I don't know they're saying like why is this one so old because I guess she's yeah. you know 15 or 16 what's wrong with her and I I can't help but wonder are are there really I guess there are people that shallow but yeah it's it's very heartbreaking because Oh gosh! Oh, it's like going to the pound and like, okay, which puppy is gonna live? Yep. Which puppy is gonna get the better life? Exactly. That was yeah. heartbreaking. Um, and she probably feels abandoned too. Her her father, her mother abandoned her, not necessarily, mm-hmm. um, you know, by choice, but mm-hmm. then her father abandoned her. Then Gabe's gone now because Gabe's out of the foster care system, um, and all her friends are abandoning her, and these people coming to choose a kid are abandoning her because uh she's too old you know so yes so then after you you wake up from these visions and alex is at the bottom of the mine shaft i was surprised shane that jed maybe i don't know well I don't know how you I kind of know how you feel in this part. So I even wrote it down because I feel like Jed didn't show like much emotion at all. And then all of a sudden he did like a 360 and he shoots someone and they fall down a, a mind shaft. I I'm like, what what is what secret is so um, worth keeping that you have to shoot someone and, you know, drop them down this mind shaft? I. I don't know. It was a weird uh, moment for me. Um, yeah. I, I felt like it was a very extreme um, like way to do this. Um, I wish they had a little more buildup to why maybe Jed is getting more and more apprehensive. And he even, he even goes and tells um, Alex that Mac, where Mac is to go talk to him. I'm like, if I, w- if I, you know, had this going on and it was getting more and more unraveled i'd be like um you know i wouldn't tell you where his stuff was i probably wouldn't let you work at my you know black lantern or maybe so you're not suspicious you could stay at the black lantern but please don't work for me or i i don't know 
It's complicated. And I was actually going to say, I'm surprised <laughs> this is morbid that he didn't like to ensure that she's dead, like yeah. shoot down into the shaft. I guess he figured, well, it's pretty far. So yeah. she'll die regardless. And I don't know, maybe he was just beside himself that he, he even mm. did this. I, I don't know. Maybe he was shocked. Maybe he was hoping that she, she's dead. And uh, I don't know. It's just, it, it was, it was strange, but uh, yeah, I, I get it. It's, it's the climax of uh, what's going to happen and all that. So. Yeah. So, so she survives. Alex survives because, like Shane said, she's hitting these different beams of wood that kind of uh, soften her fall, so to speak. But she's injured. I mean, she's going to need some serious medical attention after this. But coincidentally and fortunately, she has a match from a matchbox that was once Gabe's. And there happens to be a lantern that has just enough oil to help her traverse a little bit through the tunnel. And then eventually it goes out. And but she sees a red aura up ahead, which I'm assuming. Would you say that's accurate? That anger would be represented here. Um, yeah. Um, I I would feel well angry that I I, I was betrayed mm-hmm. uh, by someone I trust. Um, my brother was betrayed by someone uh, who he trusted, um, and that you know I. He left. He shot at me. <laughs> I he, he he actually pulled out a gun and shot me, and I fell down the shaft. And now I don't know if I'm going to live. You know, I, yeah. I'm angry. Uh, well, I think that the aura is coming from down the cave, like under these rocks. So it's coming. For, it's being. It's emanating from. Oh, this you're locket. You're, ta- you're talking about uh, the actual. Yeah, item. yeah. I'm okay, sorry. sorry. I wasn't clear. No, but I, yeah, I would be angry too <laughs> if yeah. I were Alex. Um, but, oh yeah. 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 Okay, yeah. so so the locket, yeah, they find mm-hmm. the locket down there. So yes, um, now she realizes that her dad was down in that mine and he died. Yeah, and there are little snippets of where you can hear Jed's voice, like some of the miners are saying, "I think we need to stop. I'm worried we're gonna have a cave in. We're near water or something." And he's insistent, like, "No, keep going, keep going. We can't waste time." So. Of course, uh, shit gets real. Excuse my language, but it does. It's it's pretty serious. And Jed realizes he's going to have to leave some of the miners behind, which, look, I, I don't work in mines. To me, it's like, well, why mm-hmm. can't... Are, are some of them too deep into the mine to rescue? Is that why they, he couldn't save all of them? I'm I'm assuming so. I'm I'm assuming different chambers are there and, and anything can fall, cave in, you know, a moment's notice. So... Um, I'm assuming he just they as um, as the manager, the supervisor, he's got a schedule he has to keep. um, And if he doesn't do it, he'll be reprimanded. And so he might have seen the dangers, but kept kept pushing everyone and was too late. So. And John is one of the people who dies. In fact, you actually get a little flashback of flashback of him talking with Jed about how he's a hard worker. And he, he says something sad because he's like, I'll work whatever time you need. And Jed's like, you don't have anybody at home waiting for you. And there's this moment of uh, this pause. And John says, no. That that yeah. hit me. That was very, very sad. Yep. So Jed's act caused John and other trap miners to be killed. So... 
I amazingly, Alex finds her way out of the mine because I just see this huge pile of rocks. I don't know how she got out of the mine, but she does. But she did. Um, yep. So then, what happens next, Shane? You remember? Oh yeah, they. She has to get back to the Black Lantern, and if I recall right, they're all there. Um, and Jed, I don't remember. It is Jed. Um, start saying like he doesn't know where Alex is or whatever, and they're looking for Alex. Yeah, that's, that's he, what I. He says I, something like, "Um, I think he's trying to." Say, like, you know, I thought I'd open up my home to her, give her a job and show some goodwill, but she just left me. And he and Diane are hosting this meeting where they're trying to rally up the townsfolk to support Typhon. And then Alex comes back and Jed looks like he's seeing a ghost, basically. He's like, oh, my God, how did she survive? And so this is where she starts sharing what happened. She starts sharing the truth. And... Different people can choose whether or not they believe you, depending on your interactions with them. Yeah. And I'm, I'll have you go first because I, I feel like yours will be interesting because I don't know who you didn't uh, get to rally behind you. So Charlotte did not because I took away her anger and she just seems like I'm so confused. Ever since you've arrived, things have been very bad. Ducky supports me. Yeah. I believe Eleanor supports me. Um, Pike does because I took away his fear. Steph sides with Alex regardless of the choices. Ryan, um, you have to answer it correctly. Um, so he did not support me. Whatever I said to him, he did not support me. What about you? Um, I had everyone support me. Everyone? Yeah. Dang. Yeah, so it, it was a nice ending for me, I think, uh, or conclusion to that. That's so, nice. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah, everyone said, yeah, I pretty much stood up for me. And then even Ryan was reluctant at first, but then he he's like, you know, why why don't you talk about it, Dad? And, and then he starts unraveling it, and then uh, Jed kind of it's a, has a meltdown. So. Oh, so you had that reaction where Ryan believes you instead of his dad's. That's interesting. Yeah, he, he at first he's questioning it, like he's he doesn't know what's what to believe, and then eventually he'll he'll side with you. That's awesome. But, yeah. Cause it, but I'm assuming this happens to you as well. Like you enter that Nova state, as it's called, and it's just Alex and Jed, and she starts this very poignant monologue. He does not say anything, but she's digging yeah. into everything kinda, he experienced. Kind of gets dark all around her, except for her face, and then mm-hmm. his face is lit up and then yeah she just tells him you know everything and then that's when everybody steps in and you know says they believe you or is that right before that i can't remember um you I'm can like, choose you can choose to forgive or condemn jed oh, i yeah, forgave yeah. i forgave him i forgave him as well apparently regardless of your choice he's going to break down in tears and he'll feel really bad as he as he should um so a few days later She's spinning to Alex's in her apartment and you learn that Jed has been arrested for his crimes and the Black Lantern is temporarily closed and Typhon's operation is put to an end. And it looks like um, Diane is also arrested mm-hmm. and Dennis Walker, who's the CEO of Typhon, has resigned. So, yeah, everything kind of wraps up neatly. Um, 
I'm kind of, a, I don't know, Diane being arrested. I, I get, gosh, I don't know. Would, would that person be arrested? I, I don't know how that works. I, I hope I never experienced that in my real life. Yeah. <clears throat> but so, okay. You have now back to Alex, I guess you, there are apparently what, like six different endings to this game. I think. I think multiple. so. Four at least. I know. So. There are a ton of endings. Because you can, well, I, I would I would be curious what uh, Ed's ending was. Me too. I know. Because I don't think his he put choice it. would have, if if this is the ending, he'd either stay in Haven Springs, or leave Haven Springs. Yes, yes. So and, he didn't. Ed didn't share his ending, unfortunately. Okay. But what? Okay. You. Oh, you. You know how you mentioned Gabe's ghost. Do you want to talk about that for this part? Yeah, so Gabe kind of wraps up everything with um, with Alex, uh, with her just daydreaming, and they talk, and he said, well, see, everything turned out all right, and then they talk about, oh, well, are you going to be staying? Are you going to be going? And you kind of, you, you kind of have to mull over those, those things, and then um, whoever you gave the flower to, then um will be the person that you decide to either stay in haven springs with or leave haven springs with Mm -hmm. so uh what which one did you pick i left haven springs with steph and um to like I, i i don't know form a band or something but my ending has alex getting ready by herself in front of a crowd and alex is not alex um stephanie's behind the curtain cheering her on and um Alex is about to perform, and that ends. It ends the game. Oh, nice. I uh, chose to stay with Steph. So, really? Yep. Yeah. So they 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 pretty much show the town and how how happy everyone is, and uh, um, people just going doing their day to day, you know, work and activities. So it, it's kind of nice. They they go down by the lake and they sit by the dock, and uh, they're at the Black Lantern, and you know. They're at the record shop, so it's pretty cool. And you get to see like Ethan growing up, and and oh, you know, so really? That's as, the... as they had like a, I think it was Ethan. They they showed him him and his mom and um, doing different things, and so and that maybe that 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 ending could be dictated by who also helps you at the end. I I don't know. That makes sense. Like your relationship with Charlotte and Ethan. Yeah. Ultimately. So, um, before we get to our final thoughts, Ed's, um, Ed has shared his final thoughts. So he, uh, says that this game is the best in the series. He really enjoys Alex as a character and her power feels natural. The whole plot feels real and the emotions of the characters are captured so well. I didn't like the forced relationship the game tried to make for Alex and Steph. Also felt like Steph was a clone of Chloe from the first game. Look and attitude wise. I think I got the best ending. What is, what is it? You didn't tell us what it is. You didn't tell us what it is, Ed. Ah! But I still miss something. And can we give an Academy Award to Gabe's voice actor, Han Soto? He was top tier in the game. I will revisit this game and try to make different choices. I loved the LARP section in the game. I didn't lose at any part of that chapter. It was really fun. In the end, my rank will go for this one being number one. Life is Strange is number two. And Life is Strange 2 at three. Finally, the best soundtrack out of them all. Besides Alex's songs, they were terrible. That's all from me. From Ed. 
<laughs> so what about you, um, Shane? What are, what are your final thoughts on True Colors? Um, I I really enjoyed this game. Um, uh, I I thought it, the the music was great, uh, top notch in this one. The 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 graphics um, were way better. Um, it's just the, the scenery, the serenity, peacefulness of everything was really cool. Uh, really nice to get a different um, scene uh, than some of the other Life is Strange stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, if I if I had to rank it, um, mine would be Life is Strange 1 is still my favorite. Life is Strange True Colors is my second. Life is Strange Before the Storm is my third. And Life is Strange 2 is the last one for me. So... Oh, man. I think this one, I think mine's kind of along the same lines as Ed's. Like, uh, this one's probably my favorite. Then Life is Strange Before the Storm. Then Life is Strange. Then Life is Strange 2. Oh, wow. So we all have different. I think we all, uh, Life is Strange 2 is not bad. It's not, it's not bad. Um, Yeah. It's just out of, if you're holding it against these other games in the series, I think it's, it's not my favorite. Yeah. Hmm. But I do, um, I do, I do want to say, I just, there was one thing, I don't know if upset is the right word, but I thought it was a little too coincidental. Um, I think the game jumps the shark a little bit by having John Chen work in the mine. It just seemed a little too perfect. Like, yeah. I think, I think you could have not had him work in the mine. Like you could have gotten this red aura from another miner's personal belongings and gotten their story someone else in Haven Springs. And it would have been just as impactful. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Um, Yeah, it it is kind of far fetched, but I also think that it, it, you had to wrap up the dad's story somehow. And I think this is probably the least evasive way you could have, you know, incorporated him. And why he never came back to see them or stay in touch. So yeah, I can um, see that. just just storyline wise and how you figured it out using the powers that you have. So um, but yeah, it's yeah, it's still a little out there. Um, what was I going to say? Um, do you have any um, Easter eggs or anything that? Uh, Steph, Steph Gingrich is the ultimate Easter egg in this game. Yes. So you you must, you must play the DLC. I promise I will. I so, promise, Shane. I promise okay. I will play it, especially since you, you raved about it and the way you described it, especially with making decisions with the 20-sided it, die. Yeah, and it's also. it's interesting because it's just her. Like, it's just her in the D- DLC. So it, it's, it's, you're by yourself. Um, and it's almost like... I don't know. It's kind of pandemic-like, where you you stayed at home and you you, you did these things yourself. And you communicated with people through mm-hmm. the phone, through you know other mediums. So that's what the vibe I got from from this DLC. But it really is. Um, I don't know. It's it's just one big Easter egg. So, um, and then I don't know if you noticed. I don't. Know, I forgot what chapter this is. But if you go behind lathe flower and you're going between the river and the back of the buildings, mm-hmm. uh, if you go back behind one of the buildings, there's a, one of the out, outside staircases, and at the bottom of that staircase is a tent and a 
uh, shopping cart uh, with clothes and stuff in it, and it's a homeless person. And I, I'm, they kind of made it seem like it was like the homeless person behind the two wheels diner in the first oh, game. Oh, that lady. So it, they didn't show anybody, but uh, she, uh, Alice kind of brings up like, Oh, I, I hope this person um, is doing well, or, you know, I see that they're you know, behind this um, building and they're trying to survive. And so I, I don't know if it was a reference to that, but it was, it seemed like it. Wow, um, I love that. And then there's like other ones too, like there's there's writing on the uh, spray painted writing up on by the mining, uh, typhoon mining company. Um, when you're exploring, when you're looking, I think when you're looking for um, uh, Ethan, um, and it it says Julie McNamara is uh, F word skank, <laughs> and um, it's uh. If you remember, uh, McNamara is uh, Finn's last name from Life is Strange too. So uh, they think it Finn tagged tagged this thing on the side of a train. So, oh, that's yeah. a good observation. So that, I thought that was pretty cool as well. Um, I don't know if I wrote anything else. Oh, there, there's a magazine in the um, apartment um, that you pick up, and when you pick it up, it's like I don't know if it's a comic or something. But there's a tattoo on the side of this lady's arm, and it's a blue feather, and it looks just like the blue feather that Amber, or Rachel Amber, wears. Uh, oh wow, those are awesome Easter eggs, Shane. Yeah, plus all all the uh, different shirts that Max wears. She's got like uh, the hot dog man. She's got uh, shirts that both Daniel and Sean wear. She's mm-hmm. got uh, the wolf a one. There's a wolf. Yep, the wolf one. There's a whale one, a doe one, so um, yeah, just a lot, lot in there. So I I love that you wrote down all those Easter eggs. Now I need to go replay the game and keep an eye <laughs> out for them and see if there's some other ones. Yeah. Well, that's Life is Strange: True Colors and uh, Shane's synopsis of Wavelength the DLC. Um, and and I did write that article too. Mm-hmm. Um. We had talked in, I think, our last one that we should write something about what the next Life is Strange power should be. So I did write an article about that, too, so you guys should check it out. Um, it's Basically, it's called Bosphorus Banter, What Power Will the Next Life is Strange Game Utilize? And uh, I just have a few observations that I think uh, they should incorporate uh, for powers and what they could do with them. So. Oh, wow, God. I think I read that one, but I'm going to go reread it to refresh yeah. my memory. Um, <laughs> I think it'd be cool. Whew, maybe mo- like extreme mind reading or becoming invisible would yep. be pretty cool. I, th- I think I have invisibility on mind, mind reading and sonic hearing was the other one. Ooh, sonic hearing. Imagine yeah. the trouble you could get in with that. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Shane, thank you for making time for all of these Life is Strange episode recordings. Um, this was this was an absolute blast. I wish Ed could have been here today. Maybe he's in Haven Springs, which I don't blame him. It looks absolutely <laughs> gorgeous. And where can people find you if they'd like to follow you on social media? Um, I'm at on Twitter mainly at Still Saint Shane. Um, I have articles and podcasts both uh, here at Bosch Rush. Um, network and at another zelda podcast yes and i i don't think i mentioned that at the beginning but shane is 
uh, part of another Zelda podcast, which I'm a part of as well. He's a contributing writer and a contributing podcaster. So definitely check those episodes out. And um, I'm not sure when it's going to release, but next week from this recording, he'll be joining David Geisler of another Zelda podcast to record an episode in person with him. Yes, I can't wait. This one will be exciting. Yeah. And you can find me, Celeste, on Twitter at FairyCrypt. And you can also go to BossRush.net and look up our other Talk the Walk episodes as well as our other podcast. And until next time, we'll talk to you all later. Bye, guys. See you later.